Welcome to another episode of the Diversions Podcast. Host here, I'm Caddy. And I'm B. Uh, busy week, because uh, I almost forgot to edit and upload last week's episode. I mean, but we still got it going. It still got up. You don't got to tell them that. Eh, why not? Yeah, Very fair. transparent. It's funny, I guess. But aside from that, uh, like you said, probably not what fans want to hear. But uh, I've been rearranging my office space at home with some new shelves, you know, workbench. Uh, and storage to open up the place a little bit more for me so I could do more figure photography because consistently at least because I really do miss that. Yeah, it's been so. a while since you really did like a spread. Yeah, so and you know, I uh, bought like I said, I bought new shelves and everything. Like I've been installing them while I'm on my staycation kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so I could put up, you know, statues, other figures that I have and like get them out of storage so they're just not in storage and sitting in boxes and everything. Like have them out on display and stuff like that. You got too much stuff, man. I don't know how you display all of it. I got way more stuff back at my mom at my parents' house too. So that is true. Uh, the next thing is prepping for our first video episode. So looking forward to that if we can get that going. I always forget that's a plan. Yeah, it is a plan. Hopefully, we got four episodes before <laughs> the one year anniversary. So we gotta, we gotta what's troubleshoot? That's what I was trying to say. There we go. Yeah, we gotta troubleshoot. Work out the kinks. Exactly. Not to kink shame. Uh, but aside from that, I guess to get started here, uh, you have any shows you want to recommend? Yes, uh, Todd Berry, one of my favorite comedians of all time, just put out a new YouTube special. It's called American Short Hair. So go check that out and laugh because this man is hilarious. What's what's American Short Hair about? I don't know, just stand-up special? Yeah, stand-up special. Uh, American Short Hair, short hair, obviously the most common cat breed in the world, and he works that into a couple of bits. So ah. you'll have to watch and find out. Interesting. It's know. a shorty, too. It's like a 45-minute special. I don't, I, don't really know, I don't even think I know this person. Todd Barry? Maybe. If you if you see them, you'd know them. They've been in the game a long ass time, but they've never like really gotten super big or anything like that. Um, but like comedians love them and respect them and stuff like that. Kind of like a like a Brian Regan, which like if you know, you know. But if yeah. not, then uh, I think he was actually in a episode of uh, Breaking Bad. Maybe? Huh. I'm looking through all this stuff right now. Oh, you got- yeah. I, f- I forget you also have the internet in front of you. <laughs> I'm over here trying to pull up a photo and be like, look, look, look. Maybe. I don't, I don't think I do recognize this guy at all. So, I mean, maybe I do, maybe I don't. He used to be on, like, the I Love the 80s panels and stuff like that on VH1. Maybe that's why I recognize yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. He's been in the game a hot minute, man. All right. Yeah, that's he's... good. I only else, I have what, uh, another movie to recommend here, but this time, American comic book movie. And that is Batman and the Doom that Came to Gotham. It's a very kind of horror, Lovecraftian-esque uh, Batman movie, I would say. Nice. It's really good. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a slow burner. It does... It does hint a lot of, like, it does change a lot of, like, characters. Okay. Which, obvious, because this is an Elseworld movie, so. Oh, okay, yeah. For so, sure. yeah, it's not, it's nothing canon or whatever, you know, it's the, it's an Elseworld kind of story adaption, and I really liked it. I liked the ending, it was pretty cool. I thought it added a cool new twist to, like, the Batman mythos and everything, and, like, I liked the little callbacks to certain characters there. So, enjoyable movie overall. Groovy. Even, like even Tali loved it, so that's how you know it's good. <laughs> I love how she's just become our barometer for whether or not it's going to be a shitty uh, recommendation. Well, I don't know. I mean, she really loved it. And then last night she was telling me that she watched Speed Racer and that she nice. loved that. I wanted to hate that movie so much, but that movie goes hard. That movie's so fun. Yeah, I think actually that was probably her second time because the first time she watched it was with me, and I was just like, I want to see this movie. And then we both just loved it because that's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Anything Emil Hirsch is in, I'm, yeah. I'm usually a fan. Which and is, John Goodman. Which is also going to touch into the topic that we go about later about anime adaptions. True. So, but I guess to get over here to the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Oh, meat and potatoes. We got to start making that a sound bite, so I don't have to say it every time. <laughs> and why not? It's good to you say that all the time. All uh, right, fair enough. I don't know, unless, did you have a song stuck in your head this week? No. Uh, no, B was not bumping today. All right. No. Straight into the meat and potatoes, and that is with Naruto is getting a live-action movie adaption from Lionsgate Films, which I can already tell you it's going to be bad, probably. Most likely. Definitely. I just, the cards are stacked against <laughs> it, man. I don't like their odds with this one. Yeah, and before you say, you know, give it a chance, um, it's rare for anime to get adapted properly for film, and the track record speaks for itself. I mean, can you even name a good live-action anime movie? Speed Racer, we just talked about it. I mean, yeah, that's... That w- is the one in a million shot, though, that actually turned out well. And it wasn't even, like, critically well-received, so... No, it wasn't. A lot of people bashed it and hated it, but, like... Saying it was, like, it too is, cartoony, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point. It's a cult classic. It really is, honestly. Because, like, it's one of those if-you-know-you-know you know movies. Yeah. Like, just don't take it too seriously and go into it just trying to have fun. But, like, they did the perfect amount of, like, make it serious in, like, a cheesy way, but, like, still kind of, like, heartfelt and stuff. 
So I think they did a really good job with it overall. It's it's not an Oscar contender by any means, but I'd, oh. I'd watch it anytime soon. Yeah, most definitely not. I think it's a really great film. Uh, obviously, night and day between the Wachowski sisters' previous film, which were the Matrix films, which is all black and green, and then over yeah. here you have a every color color. But man, that last race! I that did movie not realize was that was I. I I don't think I knew that was Wachowski's. They they got a hit there. I mean, I think it was just ahead of its time, to be honest. It could be because yeah, that came out before like a ton of like anime was popping up in the mainstream. Yeah, way before Dragon Ball Evolution, which is also <laughs> going to my next point here. It's like... Was that before Dragon Ball Evolution? Yeah, Dragon Ball... Uh, that feels like that came out so long ago, though. No, I think Speed Racer came out like either 2006 or 2008, something like oh that. Oh my god, I thought that was slightly more recent than that. I thought it was like 2012 at least. No, no, no. It was way before. Okay. That was back when they were the Wachowski brothers. True. But they just changed it, I guess. You know, obviously they changed it to Wachowski sisters now. But I think aside from that, Speed Racer... Um, obviously not one piece, but uh, the other one that's really good is Veroni Kenshin and maybe the Bleach movie, but those are Japanese in-house studio made. They're not made by American companies. Yes. So their methods and everything is like completely different from what we have over here. Yeah. I don't think we've successfully adapted a like anime property into like a decent film ever aside from, you know, what we just talked about. But I mean, like all those straight to Netflix ones, like are God awful. Yeah. Like Death Note. So bad. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean the highlight of that movie was just William Dafoe voicing a uh, Ryuk. Let the note go. There you go. That's it. William Dafoe is fucking amazing. He can. If do that was wrong. William Dafoe still. I don't know if it was still. Still. I know he did one. I know he did it for the Japanese original movie. Like he did the dub for that. I don't know if he that carried over into the Netflix version of the movie. They'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't, because that would be amazing. I don't know. I I I didn't do much like research on the Death Note movie because I was just like I don't want to pretend this exists. There's a lot of these that we just kind of want to look the other way on. Like you mentioned, Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, I watched that one day because I was like homesick and I was just like running an FX marathon and it happened to pop up on FX. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's watch it to see what this is all about. It's so much worse than I thought. It makes no sense why they make Goku white. Uh, <laughs> it's piccolo is the ugliest thing i've ever seen it, it's so bad everything about it is so bad and cheesy and nothing like dragon ball in the slightest yeah it was goku and uh bulma right before they went over to the south side of chicago <laughs> I, I don't even know how to respond to that but okay <laughs> what because they were both in um shameless were they really yeah the guy who played goku he played like jimmy something in uh shameless and then emmy russell played fiona in shameless and then they were like boyfriend on and off, boyfriend, girlfriend, and shameless. That's all I remember. I'm inclined to believe you, buddy. I haven't seen it. Really? It's a show about Southside Chicago. You that know? doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. Why not? It's You're Irish. They're I, Irish. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, it's, I've, I've always heard good things, but like it was going on for such a long time that I didn't want to jump in in the middle of it, so I was waiting for it to finish. <laughs> and that took so fucking long, and now I'm like, god damn, that's a lot of episodes to catch up on. It really is, and it's only like seven seasons just spread out so long because all the actors were busy doing other stuff in between. Yeah, that's fair. Was that originally an FX show? No, it's a Showtime show. Showtime, okay, yeah. See, when you're on like a big network like that, you can just kind of do whatever schedule works for you. Pretty much. I mean, I haven't watched all the episodes. I watched episodes here and there back when it was used to be on Netflix before they every other serp. It's not even cost effective to have streaming platforms anymore. Pretty much compared to just like a cable service. But fuck it, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> we're talking about anime movies. Anime. But as soon as I heard that was an American company adapting Dragon, like I got Dragon Ball flashbacks. Like I, like you watched the movie. I've never seen the movie. The trailers for me did enough damage, and I'm just like, no. I, I'd like to think I've never seen the movie. It's, this, it's not gonna work. It, it makes Avatar: Last Airbender look good, and that's saying something. I hated that movie. I yeah. hate that I watched that movie. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm that that is my for your Dragon Ball Evolution because I have not seen it, but it looks just god awful. But I mean, with Naruto, like I don't know how they're gonna do that in a movie. Like they're gonna have to make like ten movies to cover the like span that Naruto covers. <laughs> I don't even think they're gonna be able to make those ten movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good luck in a second one. Barely even gonna finish. Good the luck first getting one. the first one to make your money back. It's like Jesus. It's gonna be really. It's it's so hard. It's like you can't even embrace like the wackiness. Of anime in order to pull this off, like all that, like the Naruto sexy jutsu, all those different jutsus, like getting it I would right. love for them to see to try to do it and like have to censor it in a really terrible way. And like it's gonna, it's not gonna play well. I mean, maybe it will because a lot of kids these days do watch Naruto, like 
freaking, I got five and six year olds telling me about Naruto. I'm like, how the fuck do you know about Naruto? It's because they're going to be Hokage. I mean, obviously, it's easier now because it's on Netflix. It's more accessible. So maybe they will make some money off of it. But it doesn't mean the movie's going to be good. It's just so many fucking kids that want to go see this fucking movie. But like, and they're dragging the parents along with them. <laughs> probably. Not that we're. Like, as, as a parent of a child who's at the age to see those movies, like, we're, we use that as an excuse to go. Not nah, screwed. I'm just but not going to watch it. With Lionsgate making it, like, a pretty big studio, very well known, they can attract some A-list talent. Like, mm. do you think they're going to go A-list talents? Like, maybe. Are we going to get Timothy Chalamet as, like, Shikamaru? Oh, my God, please don't. <laughs> what a drag. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Lionsgate film as property like they they screwed the power rangers movie and then their other big money maker is the what's the hunger games movies and those movies to me are pretty boring lame. yeah I mean, they started strong don't get me wrong the first one or two were pretty good and then they split the third one into two movies and i'm like why are we doing this now they're doing a random prequel yeah i don't know i saw i saw the first one and i'm just like this is just battle royale yeah essentially the battle royale is so much better <laughs> yeah well much much better but that doesn't mean you can't make another one yeah they so, tried. I, I mean, like, most things are based off Shakespeare, but we keep making them. Yes and no. Some are good. Like, 10 Things I Hate About You, that's a good one. Flawless. Taming of the Shrew. I don't know. Maybe just a disappointment of Saint Seiya for me that I have very little hope for this movie. Yeah, because that had some relatively big names on it, too. Yeah, Not, cause not like, a lot, but, like, Because the guy who was Seiya, he's better. Zoro in One Piece, yeah. but... That movie had potential. That could have been like a fucking franchise moneymaker for whoever treated that property right, but they didn't. It was so bad. It's just... <sighs> I mean, I just don't know why it's so hard to make. I mean, I do kind of know why, and we'll probably talk about that in a sec, but like, just to adapt a cartoon to live action is so hard. Like, Marvel does it well, or at least they did, um, like taking comic book property and stuff like that, but even that's easier to adapt than like an anime, because like, animes are very cartoonish, and like, I think that's the thing. A lot of people shy away from that cartoon aspect. They still see it as a ch- child's medium. They see anime as a child's medium. And they're just like, we're trying to make this mature and more adult and everything. So let's, we got to change it to make it look realistic and cool. And it's like, no, the whole point, this is a whole fantasy film. Why are you trying to make a realistic armor of a Pegasus look like <laughs> it's fucking modern day knights? Yeah, I, especially when it comes to body armor and like any of these adaptations, they either go like way too over stylized and it just looks like muddy garbage, or they just like don't put any effort into it whatsoever. When there's like a happy medium there, or they'll just like CG it on. No, th- I mean it doesn't have to be a one for one ratio, but it's just like have you like what I what we see in Knights of the Zodiac and what's in Saint Seiya, it's like completely night and day the armor wise. It's like it could have been cool. The armor's not even that hard to do. Honestly, the the like original series, the armor is basic as hell. Like except like maybe some of the Pegasus armor and stuff like that. But like the main armor is pretty pretty simple to make it looks like. Yeah, no, I guess I don't know. Like what is what is so hard for them to adapt it? Like obviously, I think like you can't do the animation that you do in live action. Like there's not a, you can't be as expressive in live action as you are in anime. Yeah, but I mean, and I think that's one thing that holds it back a lot because you. you like obviously a lot of stuff for anime, it's like, it's all about the expressions the characters give for like gags and like little little throwaway lines here or there. Like I don't know, like someone says something embarrassing and then like they you know their face like drops and like their yeah. like big eyes like drooping and everything. And it's yeah. it's it's stuff like that that you can't really do in live action, but like you also can. But you can. You just need to be like overly expressive. Like I don't know. I feel like like stage actors would probably be good at it because they have to like emote a lot because like you know you got to be visible to somebody in the back row, you know? So it's a lot of acting with the eyes, I guess, but no one's really mastered it at this point. Cause like you have to really strike the balance of like the visual aspect of it all, which is impossible to translate a cartoon to reality. Even look at Ahsoka. Um, like everyone's complaining that like you can't do a live action Ahsoka because like her combat style is so cartoonish and, yeah, like, of course you can't do that. So you have to, like, use rationale. Like, well, she's older and wiser, so her moves are, like, slower, more precise now or something like that. No, the one thing that bothers me about that show is that she's holding her lightsabers wrong. Because she doesn't have one reverse script? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And, like, it's it's always the same pose. It's always, like, little, you know, little little kid pose that you see when they have, like... <laughs> When they find the freaking empty Christmas wrap tube, and then they pick up the two, and they're like this, and I'm just like, no, that's not how she holds her sword. Yeah, she she straight or up sword, her like, lightsabers. She straight up with the have at the 
It's like the shorter one is obviously meant for the backhand. It's like, please, someone, like Dave, you're right there. You <laughs> you worked on both all shows. It's like, correct her. I mean, I'm sure they explain it at some point because there's this whole thing about like the lightsaber forms and some of them being too close to the dark side and stuff like that. Uh, Mace Windu's being the most prominent example of that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, even just... Like, the simple, like, agility that she has in the cartoons, obviously you cannot do that in real life. And, especially for anime, because it's so over the top, especially because everything they adapt is, like, a shonen or something like that. So, you need crazy action. Like, that was my main concern about the One Piece live action, is, Mm -hmm. like, how are you going to do, like, gum gum fruit powers? And it didn't look great in the trailer, but then they cleaned it up by the second trailer. And you've been watching it. You've you've been liking it, right? Yeah, but I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to finish it, so then that's going to be like a topic for next week's episode. Um, I'm halfway through it, but I love it already. I'll tell you that much now. Great. All right. I'm, I'm going to start watching it probably this week then, just so I can get caught up by the time we talk about it. But it but looks like it's good. It is really good. Because, like, I don't know. The actors are treating it with, like, the right blend of the other two. I mentioned there was three. Action doesn't translate well. So the other two are, like, the absolute goofiness of it. And then... Like, the heart that, like, people have come to know and love about anime and stuff like that. So, it seems like they're doing a pretty good blend of the two. Whereas other ones, like, particularly, like, the like the Full Metal Alchemist live-action one, feel like they leaned, like, way too heavy into, like, the serious, like, brooding drama of it all. Without well, to be fair, that was like, a very serious brooding anime. <laughs> it is, but if you go back and rewatch it, I mean, it yeah, also it, has this very, like, dumb, silly... Yeah. Alphonse loves cats, shit like that. You know, like you oh, got to yeah. you got to embrace both of those sides of the coin if you're going to do a live action. And it seems like One Piece is doing it. Well, the, one, the can... action of One Piece is really great, actually. I'll say that. See, excellent, and they're learning. But again, like you mentioned before, when we were talking uh, earlier in the week, that's a series. They have their time to do it. These movies, you don't mm. get a lot of chances to get, not a lot of chances, but you do have a much bigger budget. I don't know how much bigger, though, because uh, quite movie- frankly, some of these look like they have zero budget. Mm. Like Lionsgate, yeah, they can probably throw some money around and do well. But- yeah, but I guess it also depends on where they're throwing that money around. Are they doing it for the actors or doing it for some other stupid shit? I don't know. Exactly. And now, like, CGI used to be, like, an actual, like, viable, like, tool to use. And now it just seems like everyone's super lazy with the CGI. Like, DC famously has garbage CGI in their big blockbuster movies this is true so like imagine the like the shit show that could potentially come out of a naruto movie like like give me three shadow clones and (laughs) they're gonna give you one shadow clone yeah exactly like he's only doing rasengan's the entire time and he's not even gonna learn that until much later in this series man i'd be very curious to see how they're gonna do this i want to be a little optimistic because i think anime is getting a little bit more respect as a medium especially just given how popular it is lately that they kind of realize like oh shit we better like put our money where our mouth is with this one and naruto being one of the biggest franchises ever so that's i just feel like it's it's gonna disappoint yeah like, it's gonna disappoint anyone that's under the age of like 18 or something like that believe it oh, well, or they just probably aren't as jaded as we are maybe they'll just like it because it's it's fine but I don't. See little this. kids will love it. Little kids will. Little kids will love it. I think anyone older, like in their high school, teenage years, they probably won't like it. Yeah, I will definitely not like. I'm telling you right now, I don't think I'm gonna like it at all. I, I'm trying to go into it optimistically, but I, I also don't have a lot of faith in it. No, I just don't. I just don't think they embrace the wackiness of anime and it's all its tropes. It's just very. Yeah. They forget about it. They feel like we don't need that, and it's like no, that's that is what makes the show enjoyable. That's part of the charm of it. And to and to omit all that, it kind of takes away from the show entirely because then it's just like super serious all the time. Yeah, like I said, like you have to balance the two if you're going to do a live action adaptation. And well, yeah, it's super serious, but then also it, it kind of you're kind of cutting away a trait of a character. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what somebody who's done that recently, like the Flash. Like I don't know, I just feel like he a lot of his live action stuff has been very out of character for like Barry Allen, but I don't know. You seem to like it, so I'm not going to shit on it too hard. But like, wait, the movie Flash or yeah. it? It I don't know. I wouldn't say he's necessarily Barry Allen. It's um, it's like I don't know. It's like they're trying to combine Wally and Barry together into this one singular Flash because they don't know. I don't know. Even the comics, they don't even know which Flash they want to go with. But actually, <laughs> with Dawn of DC, with the next like big you know brand new start, 
Uh, they're going with Wally West Flash. Good. That is that is the better Flash. Canonically, the faster Flash. That's true, because he has a Speed Force in him. He is one with it. Yeah, but aside from that, I don't know. I just feel like... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have no hopes. I'm just gonna, I just know it already. I'm gonna be hearing, believe it, so many fucking times in this movie. Believe it! I'm okay with that. I <laughs> Bring not, that shit back. I do not need that. We, we are running, running back the Naruto memes. I was driving behind some guy and he just had like a bunch of Naruto stickers in his backseat. <laughs> and he was driving like an asshole and I was just like, come on, buddy. I need, I need you to get places before I yell out the window at you or something like that. Oh, God. No. But, you know, talking about uh, movies and everything, uh, what are some roles that you think were perfectly casted, but the movie in general had bad writing? Um, oh, man, I, I can't even think of any right now. Because like, the ones I think of are like the ones that turned out really well, like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and stuff like that. Um, you, you put a perfect example on here, and I'm kind of mad you stole this one, but Thomas Jane as the Punisher and the first Punisher movie was awesome. I loved him as Frank Castle. He was so good oh, at yeah. it. I think it was perfect. I think that movie is underrated. The movie... By no means is it good. It's not good. The it's movie, underrated. I think he is what made the movie, but everything else around, everything else about the movie was just not as great as it should have been. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the movie that on set, one of the uh, actors playing uh, like one of the henchmen actually got stabbed while <laughs> doing like one of the stunt scenes <laughs> and he just kept acting through it. Like he like picks up John Thomas Jane and like throws him through a wall while he actually has a knife in his chest and he's like no oh, I just kind of went with it oh yeah like the big dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah the big, yeah, the big yeah. Russian looking guy and I was like damn that's awesome you don't get that shit anymore but I mean also that was such a, that was a crazy fight I was like holy fuck yeah I, I do miss those days when FX would do like um the movie watches where they uh, what, what did they call it? it was like DVD replay or something like that where they would show the movie but then like it was called behind the behind the movie or something like that effects behind the movie or behind the scenes it was i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah exactly but um F- no fx replay is that what it was i think it was that's what it that, was that feels right but yeah they would show you like the behind the scenes and stuff like that while they were filming and that's just dope, dope. i want that back i want that back somewhere everybody wants that back it's, it's called the special features on dvd which you can only get on physical media we will find any segue to <laughs> to get kevin to talk about physical media apparently uh, uh, some other examples that I have here, hopefully, to inspire B over here. I have uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Magic in the New Mutants movie. I thought she was perfectly casted as Magic. I was like, holy shit, she made that movie. Everything else about that movie, though, forgettable. I can <laughs> give a crap about everything else. It's like, no. That is fair. She carried that movie. I wish, like, I, I really hope they can bring her back as Magic somehow in future movies or whatever like that because she looks just like her. And then other one, obviously, we're keeping here with the Marvel theme. And uh, Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Yes. Oh, my God. He just had no lines. Like, nothing. It's like, come on. Give him something to work with. Not even that. Even the costume he had at the end of Age of Apocalypse. And then they throw away all those cool costumes for some freaking stupid looking flight jackets with just a yellow X on it. And I'm just like, who said this was a good idea? Like, you guys (laughs) had all those cool costumes in the previous movie. Use that. Why weren't you using that? I got the 90s Cyclops look that I've been dying to see. Yeah. And then you threw that all away. Well, now we're going to get vintage Wolverine in his live action costume. I mean, mean, yeah. We just need the mask now. I need the mask. It does look cool. Well, uh, was it the Wolverine? The end credit scene where he pulls it out? Yeah, he's, they show the mask and everything, and I was just like... And that looks raw, dude. I mean, it was cool. I did like that, but at the same time, it's like, don't fucking tell me you could have done this the whole time. And just chose and, not and to. just chose not to. Exactly. Ugh, yeah. Well, now now we get our, our run back on that one, so... Yeah, I mean, I know for the longest time they weren't using the costumes because there was that one dispute between Fox and, like, uh, Marvel Comics. Yeah, I mean, f- between, like, Fox and Sony just, like, owning half of, like, the Marvel property for the longest time just really fucked over the p- possibilities. And surprisingly, they did a really good job with most of those movies. Spider-Man, the uh, first two X-Men movies were great. But, yeah, now now uh, Daddy Marvel owns it all, so yeah, pretty much. Uh, the other one I have is, for DC side, it's uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate in that Black Adam movie. He looked so awesome. He was it. great in that movie. He was the best part. He was my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I loved. I loved him. So I was like, "This is perfect casting." I was like, "The costume's cool. Everything's cool." I am Doctor Fate, sorcerer, agent of the Lords of Order. 
But you don't do anything with him. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean... And then you kill him. Wait. Oh, man. I haven't seen it. (laughs) It did not look like a good movie. Well, great. They kill him. Awesome. Well, thank God they're rebooting the universe. Who will bring him back then? I really hope they do bring him because I think he was perfect for the role. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that are like miscasted. I mean, obviously, John Boyega as Finn in Star Wars. That's another one. That was set up to be the coolest storyline and then they just shit all over it and i will never forgive them for that yeah that's that's just horrible i don't know do you have any others can you think of anything oh, not that's coming off the top of my head uh you already put a cyclops in there but james Marsden as like cyclops was also amazing he was good uh, if that whole first uh x-men cast was outrageously good like there was no bad casting in there no i mean maybe gene but that's because she's like a model turned actress. Yeah. But even then she did good. She did. She did. She, she did surprisingly well. Absolutely. So I don't know. I who would you want to see cast in this Naruto movie? I already said uh Timothy Chalamet Shikamaru no. is a joke and now I'm kind of like that might work actually. No, please. That might no, low-key work. No. No. I better see no damn white people cast in this freaking movie. Um ain't no one in ain't no one in Naruto white. What is his name? Tom Holland as Konohamaru. No. <laughs> Everyone there is definitely love like Japanese or Korean or Chinese descent. There's no white people in Naruto. I don't know. Definitely not white people. There's got to be one no. hidden village. Hell no. <laughs> village hidden in the milk or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, well, they'll figure it out. No, it's going to be horrible. Probably. It's going to be terrible. I just, yeah, I can't even. I I, I want to know how far. Oh, my God. People, the internet will blow up depending on who they cast as Kakashi. Like, people are going to riot in the streets. Either people are going to swoon over him or the, the, the whole community is just going to riot that he's not, like, sexy enough or something like that. It better be Steven Yoon. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of spot on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess this is the only ones I could think of right now. I know I had more. But like I said, it's been a busy week trying to yeah, reorganize I, everything. This whole week has been a blur to me. But yeah, uh, if anyone out there wants to tell us what's a role that you think was perfectly casted but had where they were in a bad film or bad writing, let us know. There's got to be more out there. There's definitely, there's 100% there's more out there. I'm trying to think of one right now. I don't know. Val Kilmer in his Batman movie? I think that's one. Was that? Yeah, that was not a great movie. But it was campy and enjoyable for the time and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I can't really say. George Clooney in his, because bat nipples. <laughs> you know? And that whole movie is just Arnold Schwarzenegger making puns. So, oh, God. The best one, clearly. The Iceman cometh. Ice to meet you? Come on. Oh, Mark Strong as Sinestro in Green Lantern. That was Mark Strong? Yeah. He looks so skinny. Because he was skinnier back then. I don't he, know. He gets jacked in... Uh, yeah, in Kingsman? Yeah. He yeah. gets... He like... I was about to say he blows up and then spoilers for the sequel, but he, he he really fills up in that movie. No, yeah, I thought he was a perfect Sinestro and then it's just wasted. Yeah, that is a great example. Wasted. He could have been so goddamn cool. Oh, he was so good. So good in the movie. And I guess, you know, Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern, even though I never pictured him as Green Lantern. I always thought of him as Wally West Flash. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, and especially like going for the Hal Jordan version too, like... I could see him as maybe one of the other lanterns, but I don't know. Hal just maybe Kyle, but exactly. Like I was thinking Kyle Rayner, but like Hal, I don't know who I would put in there. Although we're getting um, Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, as Guy Gardner, which I'm pretty excited about. Which surprises me because I was like, I always thought he would be Hal, but I guess right. Like they're just kind of jumbling all of those lanterns at this. I point. mean, I feel like he can pull off Guy Gardner though. Yeah, and he's one of those guys where wherever he's in is going to be phenomenal. So like, I don't even care. Yeah, but aside from that, uh, tell us what we're drinking here today. The Transformers will return after these messages. Yes, we have got Dovetail Vienna-style lager. You going to do the crack for me? Yeah. That crack is not whack. Perfection. But we have, from Dovetail Brewery, Vienna-style lager. Uh, It is what it is, which is just one of the most basic German-style beers out there. Wait, is that what it's called? It's just Vienna-style lager. Oh, I thought the name was It Is What It Is. I was like, that's a pretty awesome name. No, but uh, copyright that because that's going to be my first uh, <laughs> first beer that I brew. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't but, take the idea, people. But yeah, the description is just rich, 
caramel toned, inviting. And I was like, yeah, that's all you really need. Three, three descriptors. Cause it's just a basic beer. I, uh, there's a lot of October stuff coming in at work right now because mm. that's on the horizon. So I was like, let's get a jump start on this and let's do kind of like a Bavarian month. So I'm going to go, going to go hard into the Oktoberfest this season. Yeah. You better come up with a good Halloween drink. I'm really excited to work on the Halloween drink. Uh, we'll do a video for that one. Get the dry ice. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm super down for that. Yeah. Now I have to figure out, figure out what I'm going to dress as. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. But it's not bad. I like it. It's pretty simple. It's just a beer, dude. It just needs Vienna-style hot dogs with it. Everything in life can be improved with a Vienna-style hot dog. I will say that. <laughs> uh, but it's not bad. Good Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, right? It's not going to blow your socks off, but like for a easy drinking beer and it's it's 95 degrees today it's fucking hot i just wanted something crisp and clean you know this is a fall beer i'll tell you that much right now though yeah and we're like getting into the season so i was like all right let's are you sure because it's a little bit ready freaking hot out there. it is very hot don't let that fool you though like fall is on the horizon i'm letting you fool me <laughs> how <laughs> easily <laughs> deceived you are we now return to the Transformers. Uh, for the next topic that we have here, and that is with Pokemon. They are doing a live-action drama. And not in the way that you think. Uh, the series is titled Cram Adventures into a Pocket, which is about Madoka Akagi, who receives her old copy of Pokemon Red from her mom after moving to Tokyo and follows her adventures as she dives back into the world of Pokemon. So it's about... It's a movie about someone playing Pokemon. Uh, it's a TV series. Like she moves to Tokyo, is looking for a job. She's working at it. She's like working at an advertising company, and you know, like it, life is hard for her and everything. And like she's getting depressed and everything. So her mom sends out her copy of Pokemon Red to help her. And I guess it's like her adventures in playing this game is kind of helping her navigate her like life through adulthood, kind of thing. So no actual Pokemon in this, though, right? Probably. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll make like little sprite animation graphics or something like that. But I think I'm very, I'm very much invested in this. I'm like, I really want to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it is because even if it's just like a nice little slice of life kind of a, I think that's what it's going to be like slice of life kind of thing. But I think maybe, I mean, this is all speculation. Maybe like her adventures and how she's playing a game correlates with what's happening with her in her life. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I can see, like, I'm kind of picturing the edit style in my head, and it is potentially really fun and entertaining. But yeah, kind of like when she goes to the store, it cuts out to a scene of her, like, Game Boy Sprite of her version walking to, out to yeah, the store. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm getting kind of, like, Scott Pilgrim vibes yeah. in my head, but, I mean, that's just, you know, that could be cute. I like it. And I like that, like, Pokemon things don't always have to be Pokemon things, which this is going to kind of be an interesting way of showing that, but I think that this could be a fun little story. And I mean, it's something we all connect to. It's nostalgia bait, 100%, but... You know, sometimes it's just what I want. I mean, I'm I'm very... I want to see how this show goes. I want to see where I can find it to watch it. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, I don't even know where they would be putting this out. Because Pokemon's in that, like, weird realm with... Well, I mean, uh, Mario movies on, what, Max now? Some Peacock. Peacock? Yeah. All right, so I feel like anything Nintendo-related is probably going to wind its way in that. Well, it's different realm. because Mario movie was made by Universal Studios. Universal Studios is obviously they own comcast nbc all that stuff peacock is nbc so <laughs> i feel like we're getting into the um like we just talked about like the early thousands like fox and sony era of marvel things where everything's kind of scattered and like unrelated <laughs> like all these nintendo things are going to be releasing in different places until like nintendo eventually creates their own streaming service and unifies everything i don't know i gotta go back to this i don't know we went to the record store the other day and i saw they had a copy of sonic one and two for 40 bucks and i was like "Ooh, that's dirt cheap yeah it's like i gotta go back and buy it absolutely i was waiting for payday payday happened already so now i gotta go back there you go wait what record store i won't tell you i'm gonna get that movie damn fair enough. although those movies are great you don't have a physical media collection like I do. I do not have a physical media collection. That is true. I will. I will give you first dibs on that. <laughs> I still. I still. I'm working on bringing that over to my apartment, but little by little. You have too much shit, buddy. Hey, I'm a historian. I keep track of stuff. Yeah, fair. I like that. N Nico Robin over here. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for this Pokemon show. I want to know. I didn't see when it was going to premiere. I think they just said. I don't know if it was this year or next year. I don't know. It's it's it was very spontaneous news. I was very excited to hear. I like I like it though. I like this approach. It's very it has me 
Yeah, I'm hooked already. I'm reeled in. It airs on TV Tokyo in Japan beginning October 19th. Oh, there we go. I'm sure we'll we'll find a way. Some some fan out there will translate it and put it on the web. Yeah, or I mean, you just they'll have subtitles. That too. We'll find it somewhere. I'm sure it'll be on Netflix in like a month. I can hope so. But aside from that, let's move on to our final segment here today. Best time of the day. That is question time. Question for those of you who want to have your questions featured on the podcast, submit your questions over to the Virgin 64 prompt, DM Buzz, or leave a comment on our YouTube channel with the word question. Yeah, or just throw a message in a bottle or something like that. Morse code. Uh, Skywriter. That'd be a fun <laughs> one. Skywriter. Skywriter, baby. Uh, but the first one that we have here is from Kayla, and she's asking, what reality TV show would you want to be on can be something that exists or something new you want to create? Um, King of the Nerds was awesome, and I would definitely want to be on that. Oh, yeah. That was, that was going to be one of my answers. Yeah? Nice. Um, I'd probably win that shit. Uh, I'm one of the few athletic nerds out there. so <laughs> That's true. Like, the math challenges, I'd be fucked up on, but the oh, rest yeah. of it, I could probably kill it. That and... Um, Old school American Gladiator looks like the most fun thing in the world. I want to do that. Oh, yeah, American Gladiator, that's looking fun. Yeah, I want to go up against like Blazer and Laser yeah. and Taser and all them. <laughs> and Blaze. And Blaze. <laughs> oh, that did look like fun. Uh, I would like to do that. Um, King of the Nerds. Uh, Ninja Warrior. Absolutely. Definitely do that one. Uh, what's another good one? castle of illusions or whatever that was called yeah here. We, most we, could, we could not define the most define extreme the i think is what it was called here Fair. the translation one. Yeah, yeah i think that's what it was but yeah, i would definitely love to do that that just looks so funny what's the other one <sighs> legend of the hidden temple legends of the hidden temple okay cool i like that one too that was a good one what's the other one where you like it was also nickelodeon like you have to climb this like purple mountain looking thing towards the end to win was it, and like it was guts or something it wasn't with guts. it was like a purple mountain there was like smoke coming out of it and sometimes there was like some parts were slippery and it's like you were competing one family against the other i think that was guts wasn't it i, I don't know if it was guts or not okay maybe not but i know i know what you're talking about yeah. and that would be awesome too although family family against family my family would get fucking washed <laughs> it'd be like me and my dad carrying the team and that's about it <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, my sisters and mom are no help in any kind of physical, co- like, oh, I don't say that. One. Are you kidding me? Come on. Are you kidding me? You don't know. You kidding me? Maybe Claudia has some strength in her. Nah. You know what I mean? Nah. Yeah. She could be like Sakura, building up all that chakra. <laughs> my mom is a medical ninjutsu master. She is Reiki certified, so, you know, kind of the same thing. Well, there you go. You see it? She has an ace up her sleeve. Fair. If we need energy bending, she'll, she'll come in handy. Yeah, I'll do that. What's another good one? Trying to think of all the, I don't know, what was, fucking Jersey Shore? Does that even count as a reality show? It's a reality show, but it's not a reality show competition. Did, did it specifically say competition? Let me see. Check, check, check the tapes. She, I guess, yeah, reality show, I guess, yeah. So Boom, there we go. I would definitely not want to be on that show. Oh, the one show I kind of want to watch, but like through, like, like through my fingers in fear is Milf Manor, because it sounds so fucking funny. Fuck? I would never want to be on it, but... I've never heard of this show. No? No, but I'm glad oh, I buddy, did. buddy, buddy. Okay, so they showed the trailer for it, and it was like all these like young guys and stuff like that, and they uh, and then it's kind of like a dating show, essentially, because uh, like they're all into like cougars and stuff like that. But then the plot twist reveal is that all of the guys are the sons of all of the moms. So... It's a dating show where guys are hooking up with cougars and stuff like that. Jesus. But then their mom is just there. And then all of their other contestants are trying to fuck their mom. It's the most outrageous thing ever. Apparently, it was like a gag show on 30 Rock. And then last year, they just made it an actual what show. The fuck? Yes, it's an actual show. No. Can't, yeah. Can't I, I, I kind of want to watch that just because it sounds tor- terrible. BattleBots. That's the other one. Nice. I was like thinking, I was like, what is that show? It's BattleBots. That'd be a fun one. Put me in there against the robots. <laughs> against the <laughs> robots. Throw some hands at these motherfuckers. You'd come out with no hands. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I stand no chance. But Myth, I'd have Guts and Moxie, all right? Mythbusters. Uh, was that really count as a... That's a scripted show. That's not a reality show. It, I mean, it 
One of the yes saddest no. things I've ever found out growing up was that uh, Jamie Heineman and Adam Savage don't like each other at all. <laughs> and they just did like 10 years of that show because they like made good money and that was it. Oh, really? I mean, I could I could see the tension between them every episode. Yeah, they never liked each other. Yeah. People fun fact like, here, Brian and I don't like each other. Yeah, fun fact. Mortal enemies. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but I don't know. What's another good show? I don't know. There's plenty out there. I'm sure there is. If Let us show- know what show you guys want to be on. I'd I'd be very curious. Ooh, to see it's Toys that made us again. I don't really think that's a reality show. Mm, I'm going with it. Okay, you know what? whatever. Flows no, your boat, wait. But... What's the one with Will Arnett and the Lego ones? Lego Masters. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. That would be pretty cool. I would rule that one. Okay. All right. And the next question that we have here is from Pablo. He's asking, "Will you have a qu- a guest for a video episode or just y'all? Just I don't know. Probably just us. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't think we need a guest because um, we're entertaining and enthralling all on our own and two handsome lads i mean we have requests but i think it's probably best we have requests for guests or from guests requests from guests to be guests see we're a hot commodity these days guys (laughs) but i think maybe just keep it simple Maybe I'll wear a mask the whole time. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I want to do the just... dream face reveal at one point. No, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. And this, I would just make it like a gag. Start the episode with the mask and take it off halfway. Just like a different mask throughout. Yeah, pretty much. And then his next question, he's asking, what's the first thing you look for in a friend? I don't look for friends, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't go out there looking for friends, man. I guess when, you, when you're making a friend, what do you look for in that person? I don't know. I... You know what? Somebody who just like immediately starts falling into a bit with you, like you just met them and they're already giving you shit and stuff like that. If you can form a bit with me in like the first half hour of knowing me, I'm like, all right, this person's cool. We're going to hang. Yeah, for me, it's probably a sense of humor. And you got to have thick skin because I shit talk a lot. This is facts. Uh, a lot. Today, my own cousin told me because we're starting a soccer season together. And oh, like, no. And he was just like, he's like, Keddy, no shit talking. And I'm like, who am I shit talking to? Yeah, what are you to? talking about? Like, who? He's like, I don't want to hear, and his, and he's like, you could do it to me and everybody else. But he's like, and I'm like, I'm like, listen, if they're on the field, it's then you're gonna game. take shit. Yeah. If you're playing like shit, you're gonna, I'm gonna talk shit. Uh, How else s- are you gonna improve? We are such the opposite, like athletes. <laughs> like I'm trying to crack jokes on the court and stuff like that, and like lighten the mood. And you're just out here like ready to throw hands with anyone. Yeah, it's a competition. I'm here to win. I'm just here to have fun, man. I don't know what it is. I'm, I guess I'm just a very competitive person. Facts. Because outside of outside of competition, I'm very lax. But when it's competition mode, it's like, no. I don't know. Older brother syndrome, I guess. I'm the youngest, so I was always just given everything. No, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think so. Because even if I was the oldest, I'm like, I grew up in a shared household, so I was never actually the oldest. Yeah, but you like raised most of your family. I don't know. That's my working theory. It doesn't probably make any sense, but it's what I'm sticking with for now. All right. But a sense of humor, thick skin, I don't know. Gotta be cool hobbies. Show me some yo-yo yeah. tricks. I'll be like, yeah. whoa, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> and then the final question we have here is from Jonas, and he's asking, will Blue Beetle underperforming affect James Gunn DCU? Uh, no, I don't think it's going to underperform because... I think it's starting to surge again. It's starting to surge. Uh, <laughs> On the back of Ketty alone. <laughs> I <laughs> saw the four times so far. I saw the movie again yesterday as the day of this recording. Uh, which is great. And then also the movie hasn't opened up yet in international markets. Oh my God. Once Latin America gets a hell of this, it's going to explode. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm betting on. It's going to explode once again. And I think word of mouth is doing good. Um, and also September is Latino heritage Month, So everyone go yeah. out there and go freaking see this movie. So I think it's going to surge, uh, kind of like how El- elemental like had a really slow start and everyone was like, it's a flop. And now it's like performing better than Spider-Man. Yeah. So, like, give it some time. It'll be great. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll catch his legs, that's for sure. And overall, will it affect James Gunn DCU? No, I don't think it'll affect DCU because DCU hasn't even technically started. Yeah. But I also think that, like, they've just put too many eggs in this basket that they just have to see it through. Because, like, they've canceled and rebooted in the middle of, like, a restart, like, so many times that they just can't afford to do it anymore. Just yeah. let one person have a vision and stick to it. Yeah, I feel like with these movies, obviously, with what was it, The Flash, they they were too in, they were in it too deep to not release it. They had to release it and make recuperate whatever they could off of it. Same thing with Blue Beetle. For them, I think that's a that's a come up because that was supposed to be an HBO Max release, which is insane. Yeah, 
it's like the what they did given the budget that they had phenomenal stuff yeah so the fact that they moved it from hbo max to theatrical release i think any money they make off that is bonus for them because there's also very small marketing for it and no promotion from the cast and everything it's all just a director doing whatever he could to get this movie going yeah like partly because of like the strike yeah the strike but also just because like the marketing budget wasn't anything to begin with yeah, there. So I feel like these are all losses that being taken into account. I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, the WB stock dropped this day and day," and I'm like, "Yeah," but then ten minutes later it went back up. So it's like stock markets be crazy. Yeah, it's. I don't think this is gonna affect it at all. I think these are all like losses that they have taken into account, and I think they they have one last film that takes place in DCEU in that little, I guess, uh, what's the word, purgatory. Okay, and like the little transitionary period. Yeah, yeah, and that's Aquaman and the, of the Lost Kingdom, and then from there, obviously, it's going to be a clean slate, mostly, because yeah. we don't know. I mean, that's the other confusing part. We don't know exactly who is getting carried over and in what capacity they're being carried over. It's just so strange to me that like some are and some aren't. It's it yeah, just I think feels weird. that does like that make it more confusing and does like l- allow people to spread a lot of misinformation all over the web and everything, which is kind of annoying, but. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll make fun of people for it from time to time when I have the time and energy. But sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. There are days I'm just like, you guys are just doing the work for me because you just look fucking stupid. It is what it is. I think once, you know, once next year comes and, you know, everything can start fresh and we'll, we'll get things will get rolling. A lot of people are saying Superman Legacy is going to flop. I don't think it's going to flop. Um, I think it, the, the whole thing that's doing the damage here is the divisiveness and like just name brand damage that the batman for superman did justice league did it's just like people gave up on that yeah after that like they have no trust so we do need a new regime to come in and just be like look this is not going to be what it was before yeah i'm just curious to see what they do and you know i'm a fan of all of it so i want to see it do well but it can't possibly be worse than what we've been introduced to so far yeah i think the big mistake for like obviously for like quote unquote cyberverse or whatever that is the hell you want to call it the dceu I think the big mistake there is that they had no plan. There was no plan. There was no be like, we're going to do this movie first, and then we're going to do this movie, and then we're going to do this movie. It was just all like, Man of Steel. It's like, oh, cool. It's like, oh, I like the Dark Knight comic. I want to make a movie about that without <laughs> even like planning how this is going to affect your last character. It's like, yeah, let me set up a movie where I have two main superheroes fight, and then I'm going to kill off the titular character that I introduced in the previous movie, but he's going to come back to life in the next movie. Yeah, that was a very convoluted plot thread, but... I mean, I, I hope we can get away from that in this. I, I hope it's based a lot more on source material than like those movies were because they just abandoned all sorts of character, like yeah, like tenants from Superman and stuff like that. Like watching Batman versus Superman, they when they were killing Superman, I was like, are they really gonna fuck? I was like, are they really doing death of <laughs> Superman right now? Like it's like day one, like the second Superman like the, movie. Yeah, the second movie is like you're killing him off in the second movie. And it's like a lot of people are like, it's like, oh no, they killed Superman. I'm like, he is gonna come back. Yeah, you, you, you can't be too worried about that. Yeah, I was just like, no. I'm like, if they did this like in the, in the Justice League movie, if they killed him off there, I would have been like, oh shit. Yeah, this man's dead. Yeah, I've been like, damn. It's like Obviously, I know they're gonna bring him back, but it's just like, it's more impactful here now because now Justice League lost their powerhouse. So, it is what it is. I think the DC DCU will be great because it it does seem to have more emphasis on what makes the DC universe great. Uh, you know, look at Blue Beetle; it hit, it hits all the right notes every time. Mm-hmm. I've seen it five, four or five times now at this point, <laughs> and I still I still feel the scenes. I still like it. I still love it. I love seeing it. I haven't gotten tired of it. Yeah, no, it's it, it delivers time and time again. It's just like a good family movie. I, I think that's the one thing that like Marvel did really well is like each movie was its own type of movie like winter soldier is just a spy thriller but then it works into the overall marvel universe right it's just it's just good it's it's good films overall yeah exactly like they worried more about like making actual good movies with oversight connecting all the stories and stuff like that whereas dc was just like we're making blockbuster superhero movie and then we're gonna make another one that kind of disregards the first one but whatever we're still gonna tie it together somehow yeah i don't know i also don't understand the notion where people get that dc is supposed to be the dark more mature i feel uh, like the comic company out of the two and i'm like like what i'm like have do you do you read the comics like have you seen 
you know calendar man's a thing right You're like calendar man <laughs> you know, condiment king <laughs> condiment king's the best <laughs> it's, but it's not even just that it's like there's other stories it's like sure there are some dark and mature stories in there but it's like there's more than that outside of batman have you read superman book have you read the flash have green lantern anything other there there is positivity there is hope there's optimism it's not just some dark mature you know brooding world where everything is all you know edgy and it's just like it's more meant for adults and i was like no it's like there's so much more that's just a little small sliver not even a sliver a tiny little speck i think just in the dc universe the 80s dc run did a lot of irreparable damage because they they definitely did try to like gritty up all of their heroes just a little bit yeah but i mean so did marvel too but like eventually they came back to their lighthearted shenanigans yeah because i think that time it's like they were losing sales to marvel so they're like okay we got to do something else like we got to they had to offer something that nobody else was offering. Which was cool for then, but for now is really not yeah. translating well. Yeah, because now I mean obviously now people more they want more. It's not it's you gotta be more three dimensional. Yeah. It's not just one thing. I mean like one of the best DC movies in a while has been like The Suicide Squad, and that's fucking goofy and lighthearted. Yeah, I feel like their best movies are have a mix blend of it all. Like Aquaman, The Suicide Squad, Blue Beetle. Yeah. What's another good one? Uh Wonder Woman was good. The first one. I like that one. Uh, but yeah, else? that was fun. That was playful. Diana and like the human world and everything like that. Yeah, see, same with the animated adaptations. Just, just gotta do a little bit of everything instead of trying to focus yeah, on Yeah, you like, can't be one. serious all the time. It's like you realize you're, it's like, it's like, cool. I know you, you gotta, you wanna make this superhero in a realistic world, you know, kind of like the whole, I, I hate that they keep using this gods amongst men line for the DC characters. It's like, <laughs> Listen, you played you played Injustice once. I get it, but there's more to that to these characters. Yeah, I mean, and it's just so funny that like Batman is in the same league as these other people. I just it's just so silly to me. Yeah, he's he's the same league, but it's funny enough. He's probably the most dangerous one of them all. Yeah, yeah. Although I feel like he's not like his movie counterpart is not really as impactful as a, as his cartoon and comic counterpart. But I I don't know. I feel like there just hasn't been a good Batman story in a while. That that could possibly fit into the DCU. We'll see. I mean, I wish it was Robert Pattinson because I loved his Batman, but it is what it is. Yeah. But, but aside from that, I have high hopes for the DCU. I think it's going to be good. Uh, it can't be worse than it's been. Yeah, it can't be worse than it's been. But aside from that, you know, that's all the questions that we have for today. Whew. Some good ones, folks. Keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> but as always, we appreciate for you guys listening to another episode of the Diversions Podcast. Follow us over at Divergent64 across all platforms. You can follow me over at GeekNight90 across the same platforms. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add. Nah, I'm spaced out right now. <laughs> but as always, remember to have yourselves a damn good one. Later, losers. Later, losers.